Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? This is your boy JBJR with Fruit of the Boom Podcast. Welcome back to another dope episode, everybody. Uh, you know, always holding it down solo dolo like I always do, man. And uh, today, 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 um, we have a, a definitely different guest outside of the norm that we usually have with producers, DJs, and engineers. We actually got a videographer, and we actually got an extremely dope videographer. Like one of the dopest I've seen, I know about in the city, hands down. Uh, worked with a lot of local artists, did a lot, and putting a whole lot of work over a good period of time. Like, definitely has. Um, this brother has, you know, you don't know his name, but you probably know his signature, which is my man, Louis Couture. Appreciate it. How Glad you doing, to be. Bro? Hey, I'm feeling good. Glad to be on the podcast. I've been a big fan of this for a long time. This is, well, you know, podcasts are a great way to have deeper conversations with people Absolutely. and it's a it's a wonderful platform so I'm, I'm happy to be here uh at suburban pro talking with you today absolutely man appreciate you coming out like truly truly do man because i it's no it's definitely one of our first man you know like i said we have like i said different kinds of people to come through different genres but no one uh, just on a whole different side because even this side is important and that's what a lot of people need to know just not only outside just you know us being producers to make the beats, engineers to make everything sound good, and the DJ who makes sure the music is out there. You know, we also got to look at other people, like the people who shoot your videos, like the videographer and the photographers, things like that. So this is definitely an interview that I feel is going to be super dope because it's going to get more insight on stuff that I'm not even familiar with on the video side. You know, producers and video, video people have a lot in common that they may not realize, which is that a lot of times it's the artist, uh, the rapper, whoever you're creating something for that gets the shine. Mm -hmm. But uh, making a beat and making a good video helps get that artist to the next level absolutely so you need to have the whole realm of multimedia at your disposal uh in order to reach the masses and you know we are a visual creature people love videos watching things a, a lot of people actually learn and, and understand things better by watching with their eyes as opposed to hearing so um definitely creating a video that matches the production that matches the artist is super important in order to get them out there to the masses to get that recognition and uh, some of the times the artist gets more recognition than uh, the video person or the producer. So that's why I feel like we're kind of on the same team. We're, we're a necessary component and we do a lot of the legwork to help push those artists out there with what they're trying to accomplish. But you may not know uh, who the producer is and you may not know who the video person is. Uh, but that's changing nowadays, you know. Absolutely. Producers really putting their stamp on things with the ad libs. You know, think about from St. Louis, what Metro Boomin was able to accomplish. He's releasing albums on his own and having big name artists be the ones collaborating with him, which is crazy to think about. I know he's taking a break from music right now, but like if you think about what he did with uh, Big Sean and 21 Savage, that's some groundbreaking stuff. You don't see really producers being the star and pulling in big name artists. And um, it's changing in the video world too. I think people are recognizing that video people uh, can be a platform to help break new artists. And I still think having a great music video is a barometer uh, for separating the content. It's a filter. So, you know, a great video can go a long way at helping people pay attention to what you're doing Absolutely. outside of great production and great rapping or whatever you're trying to do. No, you're, and you're 110% right on that. Like, and that's why I think that's a lot of people don't understand that point. So that's something I definitely want to just delve into. And I'm glad you're one of the people that I can talk to about this and just, you know, let everybody know, like, it's about, as far as like basically you no know, and actually you know what i'm gonna say i'm gonna start like this because i'm gonna start just like anyone else i do because we all want to start from the basics mm -hmm. so we know we're gonna go all the way back for a second because i want to go ahead and make sure people understand like your background and how you came up so like i asked everyone like with beats and everything but i'm gonna ask you how did you get started in video production 
So I'll, I'll start. It's a long story. I'll, oh, I'll, 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 Go ahead. Please I'm just going to talk about the, the music video side of things. So I, I, I was a filmmaker for a long time. It started for me in, in high school and throughout college. Okay. Um, I lived in a different state. I'm from St. Louis. I'm from South City. But I lived in a day, different state for college. Got interested in video out there. Um, came back home and still wanted to do video. So I linked up with some of my friends who I was friends with in high school. And we started making films. I was entering them into film festivals nice. uh, regionally here in St. Louis. Had some of my chefs show um, at the Tivoli, other theaters around town as part of film festivals. And I was trying to raise money in order to get better festival runs for the work I was doing. Hell because yeah. entering into film festivals is an expensive process. Oh yeah, I can imagine. They they nickel and dime you on those applications. And a lot of times it's kind of pay to play uh, mm. as with, with other things in life. So, um, you know, I was investing a lot in my equipment, so I didn't have a lot of spare many money to spend, really, to, to push what I was creating. And I had a, a production assistant who uh, was telling me that he had a friend who was a rapper, and they were always looking for music videos. Okay. And I was like, oh, wow, I have something I've never considered before. And so I linked up with uh, that guy and listened to his music. And I'm like, I really mess with this. And I've been a, a fan of hip hop for a really long time. Um, uh, the first piece of music I ever purchased was a cassette tape of TLC's Crazy Sexy Cool. And uh, I remember playing that in nice. the car for my grandma, who was an old <laughs> Irish woman, and she was very confused about what was going on. Uh, but, you know, I've always had hip-hop roots, and I've always been listening to hip-hop off and on. And uh, so, but I didn't know anything about the local music scene here at all. And uh, I really just enjoyed this person and his music and uh, was like, absolutely, let me shoot some music videos for you. And we had a nice working business relationship. So my foundation in music videos in St. Louis really started with me trying to raise money to pay for uh, the short films that I was creating. But um, the amount of recognition that I got off my music videos when they first started coming out was really positive and something that I was not expecting. And it really opened me up to the music community here in St. Louis. And um, it was awesome. Um, I just loved the feeling and um, I loved working with this guy. And very quickly, my focus started shifting from producing films to producing music videos. And uh, after about a year and a half, I had completely given up on shooting uh, short films oh, and wow. was totally 100% behind making music videos. And I was doing research, figuring out who the players were, figuring out whose music I liked. And I would be going to concerts at the Gramophone and at FUBAR and just watching people, um, hitting them up after the show, mm -hmm. saying, yo, trying to shoot music videos for people now. Um, this is something, I, I haven't done too many music videos at this point, but mm -hmm. I have a, a strong film background. I know what I'm doing, just give me a chance. And from there, I was really to branch out and work with a number of different artists. So the first artist I started working with was is actually Doughboy. I know a lot nice. of people know Doughboy. He's on Hot 104.1 all the time. He's got songs with Rich the Kid and G Herbo. Hell and yeah. so Doughboy and I really started off together Hell because yeah. no one knew him and no one knew me. We're talking about Doughboy STL, right? Yeah. Yeah, actually, uh, shout out to him because I made a actually made some tracks for him a long time ago for some mixtape stuff. So shout out to him, man. It's been a sexy time. Talk to him, man. He's a good dude. Yeah, shout out Doughboy. And so I was I was really rocking with all the, the Berkeley and Kinlock people for a minute. Um, I did some work for his brother, uh, uh, Rome, Indi uh, not Indiana Rome, uh, but Sackboy Rome, okay. uh, Young Rome, and also Huey. Everybody knows Huey. Hell yeah. So I shot some music videos for Huey for all of them. So um, that's really where I got my start. I'm always appreciative and always like to sh shout them out because they're good dudes and they're talented dudes. And it's inspiring to see what they've been able to do and how they've been able to build their career since then. Absolutely, man. Shout out to those fellas, man. For real talk, man. Yep. So, yeah. yeah. And from there, you know, I started working with uh, Doorway Crew, started working with uh, Tef Post, uh, linked up with Mastermind and MME. And uh, I think that's where most people recognize my work right now. And I'm continuing to grow from there. Um, you know, I, I met Jada Mall back when he was 16 years old. 
shot his first music video in 2013. Okay. And um, that was the last music video I just dropped for his track Paradise, which is off of his mixtape 17th, which was almost entirely produced by Love Baker. So okay. I know this is a producer podcast. Shout out Love Baker. He's an incredible producer. Um, and um, I love that tape. Uh, although, coincidentally, he did not produce Paradise. Uh, that was by a California producer that Jada Mall has been working with forever. Okay. But um, yeah, so uh, Jada Mall and Najee person are really the people who I'm working with now. And Najee is uh, a dude who self-produces a lot of his work too. Okay. So I appreciate I appreciate those people who. Um, are more than just rappers but if you're just a rapper it's cool too you know i i feed off of music that's how i've been doing my relationship since then is just vibing off the music for most of my music videos um it's all pro bono so except in some certain situations just because i'm here for the culture i'm here to put st louis on the map using my creative talent and really let our city know and the world know at large that we have massive, massive talent here, and we refuse to go unrecognized. Hell yeah, man. That was dope. I liked it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's Yo. been the goal. Uh, it wasn't the goal since day one. Day one was get money, but um, you know, money isn't everything, mm -hmm. and uh, to be able to, to find a passion like that, I feel pretty fortunate. That's what's up. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. So let me ask you this. Um, because like you say, yeah, I know you do a lot of stuff pro bono. So would you ever see yourself, if the money was looking right, would you ever see yourself doing another short film? Yeah, absolutely. Um, obviously, I would like to get paid off of this. Mm. It's not like um, I, I want to do this for free. It's it's more of that right now, I'd, I'd rather artists spend their money on other things than a music video. Uh, especially since... People really don't want to pay any money for music videos, you know. Yeah. Because if if I, if I want to get paid off a music video, you know, it's going to be three to four thousand dollars a video, and no one will want to invest that money in it. No one will. Very few people will pay you three to four hundred dollars for a music video. And I spend, you know, at least. 24 hours of time per music video that I shoot. That's conceptualizing, producing uh, it on set, and then editing it. And then I spend even more time after the fact uh, trying to promote it, uh, linking up with blogs, writing press releases, creating media that you upload to all the social media platforms. So it's, it's a whole process outside of just making the music video too in order to get people to watch it. Because, you know, making a video is the easy part it's getting people to pay attention and care that um is is really what i'm struggling with now and trying to work through it's like the marketing aspect like for the most part, yeah because it's yeah. like you know st louis we we uh we're such a fractured community even in hip-hop man you got you got the street folks uh doing their shit you got the the creative folks doing their shit you kind of got the backpackers and the conscious dudes doing their shit and it's like you may have may have heard of one another but you you probably don't know what y'all really are doing at a deep level or paying attention to it right, right, right. so I, I try to make sure that i'm i got my ear to the ground and i'm paying attention to what everyone's doing uh just so that way i can discover new music and work with people whose music inspires me uh but also just to keep a tab on everything because you know there's no centralized spot to go to pay attention to all this and um i'm trying now to be a resource for that um you know i, I created a web series that's um over a year and a half out a uh, year and a half old now it's called the 314 yes i release it every month and uh it just talks about st louis music and then mixing in some st louis events and people doing cool shit and uh, uh, also art as well. Just to kind of let people know what I'm paying attention to. Right, right, right. Uh, just because like there's a there's a media failure here in my mind. I hate to 
to be critical of something, uh, but we really need more people stepping up and paying attention to things and willing to write about them and build a platform for people to pay attention to. Right, right, right. I so, agree. I agree. and Fruit of the Boom is just a great resource for produ- on the producer side. That's why I love listening to y'all and why I'm excited to be part of the show is because, you know, you bring really interesting people in here and people whose production I hear all the time and value and uh, give them a voice and say, hey, here's here's some people whose, whose work you should be checking out. Uh, or if you're trying to collaborate, here's here's some people, you know, check out their sounds and see what you think. And uh, we need more of that here. Absolutely. Yeah, to get to get to the next level, because no no city are going to be extending their hands, giving a shit about what we have to do. And I've experienced that firsthand. They they want to see numbers. That's the first thing they want to see. That's They're true. like they don't care how tight your track is, how cool your video is, um, if it don't have you know tens of thousands of views and plays they it's a no straight up unless you pay in and people the media promotions they do are are, are really pretty bogus you know you're paying five six hundred dollars for a media push and it doesn't guarantee you any placement they're just saying hey we'll send the email to people and if they like it they'll post it and it's like i can do that on my own and that's what i i have been doing more on the promotional thing so you know 314 is a way for me to talk to st louis and say yo um here's what i'm paying attention to and here's some things y'all can pay attention to too i'm not i'm not trying to say only listen to these people right, right, right. No, try to have it be inclusive i don't play favorites and only feature people who i work with almost the vast majority of the people i feature on it are people who i've never worked with before so um it's, it's just a way for me to kind of give back and it's something I um, that's fun because I'm always listening to people's music so a year and a half ago I was like why don't I do this no one else is doing it and you know all the episodes are 10 minutes or less so I try not to you know bore people to death with stuff because I know time is so precious for everybody right, right, right. it's really hard to get people to watch a three minute music video so human yeah. attention span man is something else <laughs> that human attention span is something else man. There, there are people who, who will sit down and, and really like the, that that type of content and, and will will watch every second of it and love it but yeah if, if you're trying to reach and engage as many people as possible you really have to keep everything really short in order to get the full effect exactly, exactly. and that's another reason why um dealing with podcasting and why i kind of keep my episodes try to keep them around an hour or under an hour usually for that same reason absolutely for that same reason because i already know where um people like i said because i do this with judging with b battles and you know i understand how the human attention span work at this point so just like you said you know if 10 minutes is going to go ahead and give you all the information you need in a short concise package deal that the way um lose me and giving it to you mm-hmm. then this is this is the same with podcast if i'm not going to be talking to you and trying to get your whole story out i don't need no hour and a half two hours three i don't need none of that shit I just, some people just yeah. see how long it is and they don't even try to listen exactly <laughs> and so that's why i'm like no if i can get you if i can get someone's story within 45 minutes to an hour and, mm-hmm. and make sure everyone's understanding and try to keep you engaged at the same time i mean danny that's beautiful and that's one thing i do appreciate about your show the 314 which appreciate the shout out i just watched it so appreciate the shout out mm-hmm. uh, so you know and that's, that's something i do appreciate and I have been following it, so I definitely do appreciate that outlet too because it that's something that's needed too. I mean, you know, outside of this, like you said, you know, Fruit of Boom is for like the, you know the background people for in music, you know, absolutely. But you know what you have is for the culture in general, not just music, but like you said, art, the people behind, the people that's pushing the culture, all this stuff, right? You know, the locate, the locales, the venues, all of that. You know, those are things that I really do feel. Um, you know, we need more of and for you to make that, that's appreciative. So I me personally, I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. So, that's what that's why I'm doing it. And I've I've, I've uh, since I've been doing it, I've had a ton of uh, positive feedback uh from, from artists and um others who I'll see out at shows or just around town. Mm-hmm. They'll be saying, Hey, keep doing it because you know, I didn't know um about that or I I didn't realize that this person who I like had had something come out and I checked it out and it's awesome. So Hell yeah. th- that's why it's there. Hell yeah, man. I appreciate that, man. And actually, um, 
we talked about this right before we recorded, but I want you to go ahead and give, uh, explain it again for just the good people. So tell us how you came up with the name Louis Couturesi, especially since we're in St. Louis and we know that has some history behind it. So go ahead and tell me, uh, tell the good people the meaning behind your name. When I first started shooting music videos back with Doughboy, I was operating under a different name, and it was just my film production company's name. Mm -hmm. And um, after doing that for about a year, I was like, I don't want to mix that up and have that be known for music videos. I need to separate it so that, um, you know, if I'm going to be doing this long term, I need to have an identity that's associated solely with music videos. So I wanted to create something that was a moniker, like what rappers do for themselves, and also have a connection, a tie-in to the city of St. Louis because that's something I'm passionate about. Um, I only shoot for St. Louis area artists. There has to be some St. Louis connection to the track, either a producer, um, an engineer, or a rapper on it. Got to be from the St. Louis area. Otherwise, you know, there's very, you know, even if people were coming at me with crazy money, I probably wouldn't do it because I'm all about doing things for St. Louis because uh, those other people who, who are from and I've had a lot of people from Chicago and LA and Atlanta and other areas ask me to shoot their music videos and I turn them down just because I want to make sure that I am associated only with St. Louis culture and that I'm giving our people a leg up in terms of videos. So basically just keeping us always priority number one. Absolutely. That's, you know, I got a St. Louis City flag tattooed on my arm. Hell yeah. I also have um, my monikers, Louis Couture's. I got that tattooed on me too. I mean, that's how serious I take this. And um, Louis Couture's came about because I was I was doing research and, and trying to find a name that wasn't St. Louis, who was an actual person that was associated with the city. And uh, Louis Couture's is a French monarch the 14th monarch of France named Louis and he uh, was a big he was big into the art scene the arts in France really flourished when he was uh, during his reign and he had a really long reign too he's one of the longest uh, monarchies in France uh, Louis the 14th and uh, he was big into the arts so the culture of France just flourished during his rule because he loved it and he allowed it to uh, for people in the culture to really build, and um, so that's that's what attracted me to him. And then the area of St. Louis uh, and the surrounding portions of America was named Louisiana in his honor uh, when the white man came here uh, during the uh, colonial times, pre-colonial times, and. Uh, so that's where the Louisiana Purchase came from, and the first French missionaries were coming to St. Louis to uh, convert the indigenous peoples to Catholicism uh, during Louis XIV's reign. And he was the one who paid for it, too. So they were sending their missionaries over here, and they were settling around St. Louis and interacting with the indigenous peoples. And I'm like, this is, this is a perfect person to kind of represent that I'm about. Someone who's about the arts, has a bit of a St. Louis connection, is a name that I can use for myself since he's dead and he don't give a fuck. No way he gonna be coming after me or any of his relatives, exactly. which is important. Right, right. And um, I also wanted something that sounded a bit expensive and was kind of hard to pronounce. So that way you kind of at least remember it. It's just not a generic flavor name uh, where you're gonna forget it. And um, I wanted something that people were kind of intrigued by. Gotcha. Yo, that's I mean, like I tell you, and like I was telling you, right, literally, right before we recorded, I was like, "That's clever." I like that because it's it's something that's you no know, historical, you know. Because like you know, of course, you know people. Uh, well, I would hope people know about the history, like the Louisiana Purchase and things of that nature. But you know, you know, it's even people here, man. You know, like I said, I don't even trip off you no know, Luca Torres being the same as Louis XIV until you just said it. So I'm like, I didn't even make that connection just off the top. I'm like, I stay here. I should know that. You know, like, you know, I'm like, just oh, a huge man. St. Louis history buff. Um, as I got older, I, I really wanted to know why the things are the way they are here. Mm -hmm. um, and um, a lot of my music videos actually kind of tap into that St. Louis history. And most of my, almost all my music videos are, are rooted in some sort of 
concept that's kind of tied into the fabric of what St. Louis is. And I use those concepts to drive the images that I create. So, you know, my music videos look pretty, but there is a lot of layers of information that I'm trying to communicate with them too. So I'm, I'm trying to make sure that if you just want to look at something that's pretty and cool and tight, boom, I got you. But if you're one of those people who, who really want to dive into the art aspect of it, then I got you too. Which is why I refer to myself as a video artist as opposed to a videographer or a music video director. Gotcha. It's because I, I'm trying to create beauty and meaning through images. And that's what art is to me. Absolutely. And actually, I like that as well. See, see my man right here is like giving me information and you know putting inf info in my own brain that makes a lot of sense like i didn't like say a lot of things that he's mentioned like with his own way of like video production and the way he's converted literally into a true art form you know that's something that you don't hear about all the time especially out here in the city I yep. mean, you hear, I mean, like I say, and there's no shade to anyone else that does videos because I know, I'm like, shout out to my man Jesse. That's one, of, that's our main videographer for our fresh produce. You know, love him to death. You hey, know man, his stuff is awesome. And love him the, to the, death. The, 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 the production that, and if you, if you guys are listening to this and haven't been to one of those fresh produce shows, I try to go every month at the Monocle. Yeah. They are awesome. And what you guys have been able to accomplish with the production value of that show is amazing. Hell yeah. They do artist interviews at Parlor, and you can go up there, producer interviews at Parlor, and you can go up there and meet the producers beforehand. Absolutely. You can hang out with them. So, I mean, St. Louis, you know what I'm saying? Get get hip, because <laughs> I mean, people, yeah, I'll find out one day when we are when we nationwide. I'm sure most of your audience. <laughs> I'm sure most of your audience is already hip, but it, it's cracking. It is cracking. You guys really get monocle jumping, and I love you know putting the producers at the forefront and giving them a platform to shine. Because uh, you know Half the song. I mean, literally, it's probably like seventy percent, eighty percent of uh, music is is going to be based off the beat nowadays in terms of likability exactly. by an audience. Like, if the beat sucks or it's not jumping, then you're gonna miss a lot of people right off the bat. And you know, and that's one of the things that I think a lot of people don't one hundred percent understand is just the fact of the matter is, you know. The artists or the bands or the groups, um, as much as they matter, and they always do, because I mean, you know, vocal. I mean, your vocal chords is a piece of, it is an instrument. No more, no more, no less than like a trombone or a trumpet or some drum. I mean, it's no different. But you know, since we know for a fact that historically, especially like when you think about classical music and shit around that time, and even just like tribal music, whether it's South America, or Africa, or Asia, or wherever the case may be. You do know and you do hear that a lot of it, there's some chants and stuff there here and there, maybe, but a lot of it is literally the music itself. And mm -hmm. that's what carry and that's what's been carrying a lot of time. Like, you know, uh Beethoven's Fifth Symphony, you know, is like one of the most beautiful pieces of music of all time. And that's literally music. There's no vocals, there's no none of that. Mozart didn't need that. Uh Bach didn't need that. Tchaikovsky didn't need that. You know what I'm saying? And like when you just kind of go down the line, like all the famous uh, people that was in classical music, and then you got to think about just things like in like current within the last 40, 50 years, like with jazz and shit like that. Like you no, know, yes, you have a lot of vocals within with jazz, but me knowing and growing up with jazz, I do know a lot of it is freestyle and improv, and a mm -hmm. lot of it is instrumentation. Absolutely. And so, and that's what grabs a lot of people. So that's something that I always and Fresh Produce as a whole. That's what we've been trying to. Know, maintain because as much as we love artists and as much as I love hearing lyrics and bars and mm -hmm. delivery as much as I love hearing all that you know if I'm dancing and I'm grooving it's because of the beats not because of the words it's because of the, the beat itself that's what's moving me it's the music itself and so that's why you know we try to have that at the forefront and so I'm saying all this to say to bring it back to this which is the visual aspect of it because you can have a lot of beautiful visuals and no vocals mm -hmm. you know and I've seen that a thousand times and it's some it's videos out there that I've literally seen just just silent movies or just like just silent music videos and just like it's just the music playing no vocals no one saying anything or lip syncing on it's just the 
music. So I, I did a video this year with uh, Mad Keys, who's uh, one of my favorite producers. He's nice. a producer, a, a pianist, and a violin player nice. from St. Louis. Uh, he's got a project out that's called Bait. Uh, no, I'm sorry, it's called Love Waves. So if you haven't seen or heard Love Waves, go check that out. My music videos uh, for one of his tracks called Beta. And yeah, it's exactly that. It's a music video to a track that there's no rap and no nothing on top of it. So um, that was that was really interesting to do. It's something that I'm gonna do uh, with him in the future. And right now I'm actually gonna be working on um, a video with Vaughn Vibes, uh, OV nice. Vaughn Vibes, because he just dropped a really tight beat tape called uh, 999. And so I'm gonna do the same type of thing for that. Nice, that's what's up, man. So, you know, pr production really inspires the way that I edit. So uh, for people who, who know my work, um, or if you go out and you watch my work after this, I, I almost always cut to the beat um, when I do scene changes. And that drives the flow of the music video. Mm -hmm. Because how the edits form the the images and how they're presented to you is very important to me kind of how um like a great vocalist or a great rapper they get the most out of the beat their flow can make the beat better so i'm trying to make sure that my video makes the track better right and that they are intertwined together so some music videos you could play them and no disrespect but you could play them and throw any track underneath and it would kind of work like they, the the lip syncing may be off but stylistically it could potentially work for uh that track whereas with mine i try to make sure they are they are bound together and are one art and um i use the beat a lot to in to inspire to inspire those cuts and give it a flow so that the the video is moving with the production and with the vocals and um i i don't know that's just kind of i try not to have a signature style because i like being very versatile i feel like you can throw any track at me and i'm will be able to make a music video uh out of it and that's why i, I don't pigeonhole myself to a certain genre i've had some people uh who are artists try to send me songs that they think i will like based off of music videos that i've shot before and i'm like don't do that because that's not how i operate you know i don't uh say I'm only gonna work with songs that kind of sound like this, and those that's all I do. You know, I can do the hard trap shit, I can do the soft, more intimate songs, and uh, everything in between. So, um, yeah. That's dope. And you know what? And I appreciate that. You know, just a soul fact, you know, um, me not being too much of an artist, just me more of a background person. That's dope, because it's, it's one of those things that it, it shows versatility. It, it shows a lot of versatility, and that's something that is appreciated for someone as yourself being a video artist. You know what I'm saying? It can hurt you a little yeah. bit because the people who are succeeding in video right now mm -hmm. have a signature style. So all their videos tend to look the same, and you can easily recognize them that, oh, they did that video. Whereas with me, I'm trying to be style-less. So from a branding point of view, mm -hmm. it, it hurts me because you have no idea that that's my video. But that's the signature style that I do have is within the editing because I don't know it's just kind of ingrained with me you know when you're listening to something and you're moving your bottom your body rhythmically to what you're hearing it's you know when I'm in the lab and I'm editing the video it's just I can't not do that uh, but I, I like that having you know most of my videos the Obviously, all the tracks are different, so the cuts are going to be different. Mm -hmm. But I, I really honor and respect the musicality of the song and make sure that that is directly influencing how I show you the images when I'm showing them to you. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's dope. Absolutely. Actually, I want to uh, ask you something else that um, I actually was just curious about. So equipment-wise, because I ask people all the time, you know, what kind of equipment they use for, like, music production, engineering, mm -hmm. or for DJing. So what do you use for uh, your video artistry? So um, I am, for all the video gearheads out there, I'm a micro four-thirds format. I've been that way since probably 2013. I started off uh, with a Canon and was doing full-frame stuff, but... Canon really let video people down 
Most people shoot video on uh, digital SLRs, and I am no different. It's just easy. Mm -hmm. um, I, I'm kind of a guerrilla-style shooter, so uh, when I'm out there creating, it's typically just me, the artist, or whoever I'm shooting in the scene. I don't have a big production crew behind me. Um, I've usually got uh, you know, a janky setup with video playback if we're doing a performance shot. It's, um, yeah, and I'm a get in and get out type person too. I don't like wasting the artist's time. I like being in the moment with it and really not nitpicking stuff too much. So I, I need something where I can be run and gun on the go really quickly. And so uh, Panasonic makes a great line of video cameras, the GH series. They really tailor their technical specifications towards people who want to shoot video. Whereas Canon is more of a photographer camera. They have some video capabilities, but that's not who they're primary concerned about. So I've been shooting on the GH series since 2013. And right now I got their latest camera, which is the Panasonic GH5. So it's all micro four thirds. Um, most of my lenses are prime, which means they're not zoom. It's got a uh, fixed focal length. I got a lineup of, of lenses that I use. Most of them are from Voigtlander. They're all manual focus and manual aperture. So, you know, a lot of the lenses, they have a power connector that goes into the camera and you can control the lens functionality through the camera. Not the case with me, so I have to manual focus everything and manually set the aperture uh, on everything that I do on uh, which um, I like to do it gives you more creative control you can kind of do some things and it, it, you really kind of have to know what you're doing in that situation because there's there's little room for error so yeah I like to shoot uh, I got a, a, a 10 5 millimeter lens that I use wide I got a 17 5 which is kind of my intermediate and then I got a 25 which is kind of my my portrait lens and then I'm a lens freak so I got a bunch of toy lenses they're like literally plastic $20 lenses uh, that do and can get some really cool results I got a fisheye one it's literally plastic and you just slap it on there it looks ridiculous but you can you can get some cool interesting results it really affects light in a way that is hard to mimic in post-production so yeah I probably got but the Voigtlander lenses that I just mentioned are the main ones that I use. I also have an anamorphic lens adapter that I use uh, for some of my stuff. I've been shooting a lot more anamorphically lately. Um, it's you know, The GH5 supports uh, anamorphic shooting now. So uh, it, uh, it technically always did, but now they actually have built-in camera functionality for it, which is really cool. So I, I really like experimenting with different lenses, different adapters, different shooting styles. Mm -hmm. So like the, the Jada Mall music video I just shot, that I mentioned earlier, Paradise, that was shot at 1080p, which the camera can shoot at 4K, but at 1080p, it can shoot 180 frames per second. So that was shot at 180 frames per second, which is super slow-mo. It's like 8% of real time, so super slow-mo. It was also shot anamorphically. So um, I just like doing weird combinations like that. 1080p, 180 frames per second, anamorphically. It's like, in my mind, not a lot of people have done that before. So it's, okay. it's cool for me as a gearhead to kind of experiment with that. And the, the Najee video that I just shot, that one was shot in uh, 4K anamorphically as well. And I also shot one for Rawchild a couple months ago, and that track's called Fleeting. That one was shot in 6K, which is cool, because uh, now the GH5 can shoot up to 6K. And that's just that's just resolution of the frame that you're viewing, right? The higher the K, the more pixels you have, the more image quality you have. So, uh, so if the... So I'm just kind of curious. Kind of, uh, you got 1080, then 4K, I believe it's what, 2160 or something like that? Or yep. Mm -hmm. So what's 6K then? Uh, it's like three, uh, three, it's like 3,800 by 2160, something like that. Oh, wow. So, yeah, it's, it requires uh, really good hardware. You need to have really fast SD cards, which you're writing to, because the write output from the camera is ridiculous. So if you don't have high-class SD cards, you it will malfunction and it will screw up your video files. Mm. And then you also need a pretty good editing rig with good graphics processing to be able to render those files. I actually have to 
transcode them at a lower codec because the editing software I use, which is Adobe Premiere Pro, it can't handle the codec that GH5 shoots on uh, yet. I don't know why, but the, the 6K format they shoot on is H.265, uh, which is the new compression format that everyone will be using in a couple years. It is really, really good compression and really, really good image quality. Most people who shoot video may know of H.264, that's kind of the uh, standard format for MP4 files that people shoot and record in now. So H.265 is just the newest and next iteration. But for whatever reason, Premiere Pro, I can't handle it. If, whenever I try to play it back, it's just like looking at garbage. Like, oh, wow. So I have to transcode it into ProRes, which is a um, Apple codec that they use for um, just trans uh, transcoding video files. Gotcha. <laughs> it could, it's pretty complicated, um, you know. And for people who want to get into video, um, which was a perfect segue because that's exactly what's going to ask you next. What do you want to uh, tell people that want to get into um, being in video production, videography, or artistry? It's like how, how, how? What kind of advice would you give those kind of people? The first thing you have to do is you don't have to go to school for it. Okay, this is this is something that you can uh, learn online through YouTube and tutorials. But I, I really want to caution people to like learn your shit and take time to experiment on your own before just making shit and throwing it out there to people and expecting people to like to like it. Because being creative is a fad right now. There's a lot of people out there who are who just want to be creative now because they see. You know, social media is is pretty crazy, right? Yeah, it is. So, <laughs> yeah. pe people people like virtual points, and they like followers and likes and all that shit. And being creative is a way for people now to acquire that, to acquire followers, to get more likes. And and so, I see a lot of people just jumping into stuff um, that don't have much background or experience in it, and expecting immediate. Uh, like audience and people to like you and things like that and they're just and there's even some people who've been working with things for a while and they just they have no technical background or understanding of what they're doing so if, if you want to get into video it's it sounds complicated it's not that complicated but learn your terminology learn the math learn what a camera does and how to get the look that you want instead of just Finding someone on Instagram whose shit you like and then trying to figure out what they shoot with and then buying that stuff. Because a lot of the things that some creatives struggle with here, I know, is, is that they'll have people DMing them, asking them what equipment they use and wanting to learn from them. And then pretty much they just copy their shit and then like never try to link up, which that's, that's not a good way to approach anything. Uh, and it makes people skeptical of, of genuinely trying to help you out. Right, it, it actually low-key can cause a lot of resentment too, like depending on who you deal with. Absolutely. So, you know, it's, you can absolutely ask people for help and, and advice, but come, come correct. You know what I'm saying? Don't be out there asking what they used on everything and expecting to copy their style so that you can use it and reinterpret it and ride the coattails that's that's pretty disrespectful and you don't want to build that animosity towards people it's just not a good way to operate in life right no no, no not, not at all because that's it's bad business for one and um and two, you know, it's it's just the main thing that you know it's like you saying it's just showing that you're just being a copycat. It's showing that you're not being creative in your own right. I mean, it's just like, you know, what I say say to people. Uh, shout out to Knife Wonder. He said this on an interview a long time ago. Say it's not the machine; it's the man behind it. So mm -hmm, absolutely. So you know, for someone like Louie right here, you know, what I'm saying you can't. You know, if you if he named all since he named all of his equipment that he used and all the software and programs he used, and you like, hey, I want to do exactly what he do. You won't be able to do exactly what he does for some for this particular reason. Like I can have Timberland's whole setup mm -hmm. in this in this fucking studio, but I'm not fucking Timberland. And it, you would you it's the same and thing. And it, yeah, and it's not going to make you Timberland ever. And ever. you don't want to be him. You want to be yourself. Ex exactly. Like, so right. 
but yeah, but le- learn learn the technical aspects. You can just just Google it, get on YouTube, vid- videography 101, or maybe find a camera brand uh, that is within the price range of what you're looking for, and just Google that camera and have people walk you through the menu options and what they mean, and um, it it it'll take some time to learn. And I I think really people should experiment with themselves first, like. Create things that only you're going to see or your mm-hmm. friends are going to see and, and really develop your style and what you want to do with whatever creative aspect. So I know we're talking about video, but it can go for really any creative practice. Right, right, right. And, and, and work on it and, and make things that you're proud of and then make another thing and it'll be better than the last thing and you'll be even more proud of it. And then get, get, get to a point where you feel really comfortable with what you're doing and you're willing to put your, yourself out there. Uh, before you, you know, just start dropping things on Instagram and adding a million hashtags and res- at, like just expecting respect immediately from people. Because, you know, without that technical expertise, you can maybe mimic certain things, but you, you will never be able to understand how they are that way or be able to use and adapt those tools to create whatever you're trying to create. 100%. I agree with you, man. 100% agree with you. And as a matter of fact, it's something I actually want to segue into as far as, like, you know, people with the do's and don'ts and want to do video production, things of that nature. What would you tell artists that want to work with you on, like, some do's and don'ts? Just real quick, just, like, some do's and don'ts. So like, well, how, does she, how what should they do, like, approaching just, even if it's not you as being a uh, video artist, just anyone who does any kind of level of video production, like, how should they, what's, what are the do's and don'ts, you would say? Like, this is, this is a question I'm probably not going to be very good at answering just because um, I don't collaborate with people mm-hmm. and I don't do that out of disrespect. It's just I'm very forceful in my vision and singular in my vision. So um, I, I just don't want to include other people who may, may be expecting more out of a collaboration than what I'm really willing to offer. Oh, no, i So, yeah, um, and I just like having the full creative control. It's, it's like having a baby and then uh, some other people coming in and being like, hey, can I help you parent? You'd be like, this is my fucking child. <laughs> Hell no. Okay, I may, may, let, may let you babysit for a night or two, but you're just watching that child. You're not instructing that child. You're not influencing how that child acts or becomes later in life. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. So, yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty protective over my work uh, just because I'm so, I'm so passionate about it, and I really love it, and it is a full reflection of me and St. Louis and the artist I'm working with. Because I tailor my videos specifically for the artists too. So I'm, when I approach something, I'm thinking about, okay, who is this artist? What should a Jada Mall music video look like? Mm-hmm. What are the adjectives I want people to type out in a blog post about his work that are relevant to who he is and authentic to who he is? And um, that influences kind of how I approach creating for a specific artist but if, if you're willing if you're trying to collaborate with other people you got to kind of approach it with what do you have to offer them type deal mm-hmm. it's like um hey i have this type of equipment i see you're doing things in here uh, you know do you would you need any use of this in a way that would be beneficial to you you know i think kind of like a bartering kind of order yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's the same is true for, for a lot of things, but you, you don't want to just go up and ask people and have nothing to offer in return, you know? I think when sometimes when people think of collaboration or, or people asking to collaborate, it's kind of like maybe they have more clout or experience than you, and the person who's asking is looking to get something out of it. And you shouldn't approach it that way. It should be more of like they have an artistic synergy with you or they have a a lapse in uh, some sort of technical ability where you can step in and help supplement their skills Mm -hmm. to execute a vision. Gotcha. I appreciate all this information, my brother. Yeah, so like I, I, I do, I'm willing to help other people out with their shoots and stuff, but there's like only two people who 
I trust that will help me out when I'm shooting things. Because some of the music videos I shoot, I'm actually in them. Mm-hmm. And obviously, it's I don't shoot myself. So, <laughs> but you know what? It's good to you know to have a small circle of times. You know, like with it, you know with fresh pro with fresh produce. It's maybe like if you if you count up if you don't count maybe like the people that we branch out for things like that. You know, as far as like the main crew, it's maybe about shit. Under 10 It's under 10 I can tell you that right now Like so we, And we kind of Keep it to ourselves mm-hmm. You know Solely because You know Kind of like how you say You know We gotta keep the circle close Because there's only Certain people that we trust Within the circle To handle certain ordeals Like for yourself You know you Like you say You're not shooting Like if you're in the video Clearly it's not you Shooting the video or, you know, if it's someone as far as like, you know, oh, I trust you dealing with recording this audio the exact way I like it or the exact way you know I like it. Right. The exact way you know I like because we worked these many projects. You got that relationship already. Exactly. It's like if I have already had that relationship, I already had that built with you and we already know what each other like, I'm going to pick you over someone else new solely because this is what I know that works now I'm not saying don't ever be opposed to trying something new but if you know you got dedicated people on your side like oh man Louis said you know he got like two three people on his crew that he trusts more than anybody to go ahead and do what he needs to do so it's the same thing regardless if you're doing video or audio production you know it's the same thing kind of like with an engineer like Matt is my trusted engineer you know what I'm saying because Matt knows my shit he knows how it sounds and you know what's gonna not, he knows what's gonna work. So it's the same thing like you just said in the video. You're like you know you have to work with who you trust. And I think that's one main thing that a lot of people like branching out and working with people, and there's nothing wrong with that. You it's just it's like based off of your personality. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And exactly. what you're and what you're trying to accomplish as an artist. And like for me, I'm very I just said I was very protective of my work because it's exactly. very it's very personal to me and it's like my singular passion and vision. So it doesn't really make sense for me to try to reach out and collaborate. But there are other people who have more social, collaborative approaches to art, and that's awesome. And there's tons of people out there who are like that, where they really don't want to just create something by themselves. They they really value working together and what people can achieve together, which is which is awesome. I think that is equally as awesome. There's not one style that's better than another. It's just kind of your personal choice and your personality as an artist. And I would say for pe- pe- people who are recording artists who want to like send music to me, I love listening to music. So please send music to me. But when it when it comes to like me deciding like where I want to go with a music video that's coming up, you will hear from me. Trust me. You don't you don't have to send something and expect me to be bet. Some very rarely it works like that. Usually I already know because I listen to everybody's stuff and you just expect something from me and if you want to work with me let me know because yeah but yeah i'm I'm typically the person who will initiate that contact and be like yeah and it's no disrespect at all to people uh who who are sending me stuff you know i don't want people to to kind of get like mad or jealous it's just like the way that i operate with my creative vision is is like I let the music speak to me. Right. And that's what makes the good video. You know what I'm saying? I agree. It's not like um, the money makes the video or the clout makes the video um, or the past relationships make the video. It, it really is the music for me. And that doesn't mean that music that I'm not shooting music videos for isn't good. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like, aside from it just being music that I fuck with, it's got to be like something that I just boom I come up with an idea for and most of the videos that I shoot it's within less than a minute of hearing it I have an overall idea of what I'm going to shoot and then it's just a matter of spending more time with the track figuring out the scenes and plugging in the pieces but within within a minute it's like so like the Jada Mall music video which I'm just keep referencing it because it's the last one I dropped uh, which is called Paradise. Um, the concept I had for that one was um, really the system and how black people are in the system monetarily and how white people purposefully block black people out of the system and will let them live in their system so long as you don't come where we don't want you to come. And but and But at the same time, we still like seeing what y'all are doing. Right. 
we just don't want you to have any part of what we're doing. So the, the imagery of that that I chose was um, I shot in the zoo and I shot in the Central West End where there are gated communities because I wanted to draw a parallel between how white people, some white people view black people, which is we're gonna build a fence up, in some cases, literally fences, where we can still see you, but you can't come over with us, uh, which is, uh, and then the, the, the physical manifestation of that in the Central West End with those gated communities. And uh, also using the walls as, as obstacles to upward mobility for black wealth and black prosperity. Hell yeah. So, and I think that's something that, you know, a, a lot of people of color who I know can relate to. And that's kind of what the track touches on with Jada Mall. And I think that's kind of what his character represents is a, a young black man with passion and power and the ability to be successful in America. But all of these things he's, he's boxed out of and he's participating in an art form and a culture that's his own that white people are slowly taking over. And so like I'm white and so I'm somewhat hypocritical, right? Cause I'm shooting his, his music video but um you know and that's not to shade all white artists but you know when it's for the culture it's for the culture and you got to come correct and you got to be 100 percent behind and invested in the culture and you're ride or die with it yeah, you, you know what i'm saying don't be a vulture with the shit you can't be a vulture and you know i want to make sure that you know for people listening that 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 perspective is seen through my music videos where i'm not trying to be a vulture and if you think some of the things I'm doing are a vulture, let me know, because I definitely need to change and adapt what I'm trying to do. Uh, because mo most of, not most, but some of my pieces, a good majority of them deal with um, with kind of these black social issues. And my target audience really is people of color. And you know what, man? And coming from, you know, someone that's Caucasian, talking to someone that's black, you know, I appreciate that because, you know, it's, it, shows it shows progress and it shows growth, you know, amongst people because it shows that, you know, you know, we all were born in integration, you know what I'm saying? You know, after, you know, the civil rights and all that. So since we're like one of the first few actual, really the first real generation really integrated with one another, you know, especially here in St. Louis, you know, with the history of St. Louis guy, you know, it's, it's definitely appreciated that, you know, we got, you know, people, you know, of different races and nationalities that understand that, you know, they really want to understand it like yourself, that really want to understand like, hey, this is what's been going on with the black struggle for X amount of years. This is what's been going on, like, you know, dealing with the government, all these different things, whether it's financial, whether it's law, whatever the case may be, and have that kind of perspective for you to say that is 100% appreciated because it shows like it shows growth and it shows that people really can you know it shows that it's really not it's a, a lot of racism that's been out here is truly learned behavior because it's, it, it shows that because it shows that we can be well beyond that we don't have to be like how our how people's parents and grandparents and great-grandparents were 50 to 100 years ago we don't have to be like that. we don't have to live in it we can live in a place where you know we can live together breathe together eat together play together dance groove smoke drink whatever the case may be whatever you want to do and, you know and we can also learn from one another that's i think that's the main thing is we're learning from one another like you're learning you know a lot about the uh, like black culture and the black struggle from what you've been doing in your video artistry you know and just you know i'm learning you know i learn stuff all the day from a lot of different people and races caucasians included and it's it's appreciated it's one you of those have things to, you yeah. know for all my white artists out there that want to participate in black culture i think i think it's important to have this conversation it is because especially for the for the younger people out there you know what i'm saying we're a little bit older so we have a little bit more experience and perspective on this but you know ra racism now isn't lynchings in overt shit that everyone agrees on right and it is the subtle things it is the system it is cultural appropriation this is modern day racism and that's why a lot of people can't say black lives matter because they participate in the system in the subtleties of racism without realizing about it uh -huh. and they don't have 
enough perspective to check their privilege and really understand and empathize with people of color. And so, you know, for all my white creatives out there, just make sure you're listening and understanding to uh, people of color with whom you collaborate. Do you know what I'm saying? 100%. And, and uh, that's really important to say. And usually when I do interviews, it's something that always comes up because it's it's something that's true. And I want to make sure that there are, are younger people out there because younger people, it's like it's less of an issue for them than it is our generation, right? right. They don't really see these types of things that we're talking about. And as a result, they kind of sometimes do more cultural appropriation things without realizing it. Right, because you don't know the history. You don't, you don't know the history of it. So it's like, you know, just know what cultural appropriation is. Know what what you can and can't do and say and, like, put in your hair in the words you say. You know <laughs> right, what I'm saying? Right, right. There's a whole gamut of different things, and they're small, yes, but you, you have to show respect and that you get it. Do you know what I'm saying? No, absolutely. I so. Yeah, and uh, well, yeah, that mainly mainly for my for white listeners um, out there. But yeah, it's a it's a very important conversation to have, and I hope that you know some of the art that I'm creating kind of it touches on and it talks about these things and it brings about important conversations that we can all have as St. Louisans uh, to to make our city a better place for everyone, a more respectable place. And, you know, the, the more diverse and like you said, the more we learn from each other, the better off we're going to be and the stronger we are going to be as a community. Amen to that, brother. Amen to that. And you know what, man? You know, it's about that time to go ahead and start shutting it down. So before we get off of here, I just want to um, have you just speak on like how can people contact you, reach out to you and any other projects that uh, that you haven't mentioned that you may be working on in the future or want to work on in the future. You got the floor for that. Sure. So, again, my name is Louis Coutures. Um, it, that is not going to spell it. Go in the info box of this podcast. <laughs> it's right there. And my uh, website will be there. Click on the website. goes to all my social. You go to Facebook. You can go to Instagram. Uh, the biggest thing you can do, though, is subscribe to my YouTube channel. So I'm regularly creating content. I try to do at least one music video a month and at least one episode of the 314 per month. So that way you can easily learn about what's going on in St. Louis with different events and art here and discover new music videos that you can add to your playlists and also watch uh, tight ass videos that I create Hell featuring yeah. some really cool uh, ass people who I respect and uh, deserve your ears if you're a hip hop or R&B fan. And, and, he, uh, and he's cold to what he does. He's not just speaking all this. No, I can vouch for him. My man is cold with his visual game. I appreciate that. And, <laughs> you know, uh, another thing you can do is check out that Jada Mall music video, J-D-E-M-U-L. It's called Pair of Dice. It's on YouTube. Just Google search it. You'll find it. Um, that'll give you a taste of what the types of things that I like to do. And uh, get Jada Mall's album 17th too, because there will be another music video that I'm shooting off of that for a track that's called Big Heart. And that one is produced by Love Baker. So I hope Love Baker is listening to this. Shout out to him. Shout out to him. He man. is, a, he is a, like I said, one of my favorite producers in St. Louis. So if you're not familiar with his work, get hit to him because that dude, both Jada, Mai and I, Jada Mall and I will tell you, he is cold. Hell yeah. So my man, do you have any final words for the good people out there? You know, be safe and be kind to each other. That's the best thing we can do as St. Louisans. And a, a big part of what I'm doing now, too, is a, is a phrase I've started, which is called listen local. Okay. Everybody loves small business weekend. We love going to the South Grand Festival Art Fair, which was yesterday. Uh, we love going to local restaurants drinking local beer that's a big part of our civic pride uh but what about the music right everybody complains about the radio you listen to hot 1041 you listen to 100.3 you know that it sucks hopefully you're <laughs> listening to no disrespect to the djs on there i know that everybody's kind of got their own agendas but you hear the same songs and it's mostly commercials uh if you don't listen to kdhx 88.1 do it there's awesome shows on there authentic 
with uh, Bico, or Bico, uh, is every Wednesday night at 11. Uh, there's a new show called The Bridge from Far Fetched, The yeah, Homies. Yeah. That's yeah. every Thursday from Shout 7 out to Darian, to, DJ Wiz. DJ Wiz. That's every Thursday from 7 to 9. There's music out there and people out there from here that you can be supporting and they will help them out in a major way. And then you can filter out all that mainstream garbage that labels and industry and people are telling you what to like. And usually the music's free and usually the shows are cheap and you can meet and touch these people in person regularly absolutely so listen local there you go my man luca toys thank you so much for coming on my brother thank appreciate you, thank it you, thank you i love fruit of the boom and as i mentioned man if you're looking for production suburban pro number one place to go in st louis i've been i've been messing with y'all back when you were up in like fluorescent in that like aluminum airport hangar type building <laughs> yep and, North county and if you haven't been to fresh produce yet please check it out it's the first wednesday of every month first wednesday every month yes sir producer beat battles and i'm telling you the production value they have video intros of everybody who's beat battling and uh the beats are fire and that's at the monocle in the grove um and it's free that's the and I think that's where everyone is. It's free. You pay no money. Only thing you paying for is zero drinks. Zero zero US dollars. Unless it's drinks, you pay nothing. So come out, support us. Like I said, my man Louis just and I'm gives I'm a there. I'm there. It's a great networking there opportunity. We're talking about collaboration. Meet some producers. Meet some artists. Meet me. Uh, yeah. Thank you for listening. Absolutely, man. So thank you so much again for coming on, my brother. And um, about to go ahead and get this shut down again. This is JBJR of Fruit of the Boom Podcast. Um, we want to let you know, make sure you follow us on all forms of social media at Fruit Boom Pod. Um, also, check out our website at freshproducestl.com. Um, we have all things dealing with the beat battle. We have the actual link to all the episodes starting from episode one till now of this podcast. So make sure to check us out. And also, we're also, of course, on iTunes, uh, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, uh, Mixcloud. Still trying to work on Spotify. Spotify, fuck with us. Uh, you know, try to get down with that. And also, um, like you mentioned with the beat battle, the next beat battle we're going to do for October, we're going to do an all women's producer battle just to call out all the ladies. This is important. And I make a note too on the 314, I always feature at least one female artist every uh, every episode. Fuck yeah. Appreciate so it. shout out for the women out there. We respect you and uh, fuck with them. Fuck with them heavy, man. So any ladies that's listening or any fellas that know any ladies, that can get down on the beats make sure they go to freshproducestl.com slash sign up if you don't uh, if it's still kind of hard to type freshproducestl.com we got it's one of the main links at the very top along with the actual podcast itself so just click on there all the information is right there and like I said catch us next time on Fruit of the Boom I holla at y'all peace